Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Mateo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. Good morning, Mateo. How are you? Brother, I'm fantastic. Good morning, John. How are you? I, I'm good. It's uh, it's a big, big episode. Yes. This is our 90th episode. 90. Last episode of, of season three. Uh, next week, we'll come out with episode one, season four. Well, this is episode 30, season three. Super excited. I uh, have a great guest. Uh, you are both on the West Coast this week, so I'm, I'm excited to introduce her. But, you know, when, when you're listening to this podcast, you know, just know that today is Groundhog's Day and it is my halfway to 90th birthday. So, you know, make sure you, you hit me up and wish me a happy birthday because, you know, I'm egotistical like that and I need I need to be stroked every now and then. But without further ado, uh, we have a couple uh, Northwesterners, Mateo and our host. She's um, on the podcast today without, I want to go ahead and introduce who I met a little bit ago. I can't remember how we met, but long story short, Ms. Annie Sloan of the Host Co. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, I am so happy to be here. Happy double 22 and a half birthday to you. There you go. There you go. I, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm okay with I'm halfway to 90. You know, I think I feel relatively healthy for halfway to 90. So double 22 and a half works as well. I've never been the one where, you know, you get to that next like decade where you like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm celebrating my 29th birthday again. I'm celebrating yeah. my 20, my, you know, who cares? Yeah. I mean, well, thanks. You thanks for just, When you stay 27, you don't have that problem. Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, and John, I want to tell you how we met because um, we met at a conference in Las Vegas, a very large property manager conference. But I, how we met is I have this theory in general that this is my first time at this conference. I've been in this industry for a couple of years, but you know, we're in a new company. There was a party. And my kind of theory in life is if I don't know anyone where I am, I had gone to this party, people I just met, my whole team had like gone to sleep or whatever. My theory is find the people that look like they're having the most fun and go make friends with them. And you were cutting a rug. You were having so much fun at this Never party. Never cut a rug in my whole life. <laughs> Maybe that's like... What, was this at the guesty party? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. And that's where it was. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And that's, and that's where, that's where our... Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, like, now it makes sense. And then the next morning, I think it was morning, I went to a panel and you were leading the panel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I was on, like, uh, on millennials uh, or yes. Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the TikTok generation. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this guy's got some duality. He can really lead a panel very well. And he can also really have a lot of fun on the dance floor. Well, you know, I, I, I do my best. Well, I'm so glad we met. So that was, uh, we're referencing uh, Verma International. That was a great show. Lots of people there. Um, at that time, I had a different hat. I had one of my many uh, Hopper hats on, um, no longer with Hopper. Uh, but everyone knows that now. Um, but let's let's talk about you. Let's talk about like how the heck you know. I'm digging through, you know, looking at your your history here. I'm on LinkedIn. You know, you spent some time with Lucasfilm. 
we spent some time with discovery for HDTV. Like, like how does a story development or writer and director, you know, for these, these production companies in the TV space, how does this, how do you, how do you, well, let's talk about getting into that and then transitioning to hospitality and, and the yeah. tech side of hospitality. Um, you know, it actually becomes pretty linear when you kind of macro look at it. So uh, I went to film school in Los Angeles. And uh, after film school, I directed commercials. You know, I worked my way up. I was a coordinator for stuff, yada, yada. I ended up directing, uh, producing a couple independent films and directing television uh, and working in story development for Lucasfilm. So a whole lot of stories there about, uh, I worked on Skywalker Ranch for a while as well, which was so... Yeah, so can imagine. Yeah, oh. we're, we're Star Wars nerds, so like that's just that you know that just takes it to a whole nother yeah. level. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm deep in Andor right now. Right. Um, oh, good. I'm, I'm deep. I'm. I think I'm on episode. I don't know, seven or eight or nine. Like what? Somewhere in there. I'm. I'm enjoying it immensely. Oh, it's so well. I I think it's the best spinoff, right, of all of them. But so. uh Worked in development for a long time. I worked at ILM, so I worked on a ton of projects. Uh, Industrial Light and Magic, which is yeah, also yeah. part of our film. Uh, us, us nerds caught that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, I was directing television uh, for HGTV. You know, every show that was good to the Threadbare Plots, um, Color Splash, Design to Sell, Design on a Dime, Landscape Smart, Curb Appeal, right? Directing, producing those shows. And uh, that's where I met my co-founder, actually. And the, the okay. joke is that, yeah, he. the joke is that we could flip a house in a week because of those shows, which I think we all know this. They're not real. Yeah. You know, right. spoiler, spoiler alert, they're not real. They're like, we you just them. absolutely crush like so many people that are listening. Like what? For real? <laughs> um, you know, they'll be like, we, we flipped this house for $200. And it's like, great. Well, everything was donated and all the labor was free. So when you break it down, all you bought was the screws, right? You brought the screws and the paint and that's it. Right. Right. Um, so from directing TV there, uh, I'm in the Bay. So I was in Los Angeles and then moved to the Bay. Started directing for a lot of tech companies. So I was doing um, short films. I was doing commercials for Samsung, right? I was working on projects for Google, for um, even Airbnb. I worked on a number of projects. Okay. And along the course of media, media went from when I started just being media. And then it became digital media right? Because the internet, and then it just became digital. So that storytelling went from just the TV and movie medium to the internet to your phone, right? Right. So um, the further I got into that, I was doing, I was directing mini documentaries for Twitter and, uh, you know, making small um, commercials for Facebook. So I ended up being a creative director at Twitter, because I was just like, okay, you're a creative director that knows how to direct stuff. We're just going to put you, hire a gun. We're just going to put you on a bunch of stuff. And then later after that, I was a creative director at Facebook. Right. Um, don't come at me. I don't work for either of those companies anymore. <laughs> it's interesting. So I want to back it up because yeah. we were talking before. You're from Portland. Yes. We're both from Portland. We got that. We're going to dig, dig into that a little bit yeah. later. You worked at the old Will Vinton Studios. Yes. That's so that's some Portland, like that's a, that's how you know I'm from Portland. I, yes. I was, and then I was like, I haven't seen that in a while. And John, so I don't know if you know about like what Witten, who he was, what he did. He was like a puppeteer and he did all of these amazing like play animated 
but like the old school way. And he was like huge in this area. So like when like I saw stop motion like, stuff oh. with like the clay. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of that stuff. Like, what? how did you get there? Like, I saw that's like it's your first experience. Was that like an internship or was that like, was that re- like that? It was my, my first job out of college. And I will tell you uh, my first job out of college, film school, somebody knew somebody, right? The first job I have there and I have like, right, my parents had a restaurant in Portland. I mean, I've, I've washed a lot of dishes. I've worked a lot of places. This was at Will Vinton. My worst job ever for a short time. (laughs) My job when I started, I worked the night shift in editorial. And um, what I would do is I would listen to the script on headphones of a show called the Gary and Mike show that was a short lived show for Mm. them. And I would have to break it down into mouth shapes. So it was claymation. So what they did is they would have a character and they would have like 10 different mouth shapes and how they would stop motion animate is they would just switch out the mouth while they yeah. were talking. So my job, this is kind of early days, so I'm sure they've improved this, was oh, to I love this script, like in a dark room at night alone in industrial Northwest Portland right. um, with headphones and pick out which mouth shape they should be using the next day on the show. So it'd be, I'd have to listen to it in slow motion, the script. It was basically torture. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I, I'm not even gonna lie. That sounds horrible. Oh wow. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to bring up. I just thought I was like, <laughs> claymation. Like I haven't heard of that in years. Yeah. Like, it, got, like, it got better fast. I I started working in the the puppet hospital. So you know, like working with the puppets and helping make them look better. Um, you know, it was a short lived thing, and then they realized it was torture, and then they they let me work. I don't know why they had me working at night, but. It, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Go they ahead. thought you wanted to hang out in the pearl like and be down there right, yeah. yeah oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> to, to go back to cu- the current time not current but where you were in the timeline you said don't basically don't shoot me because i worked at twitter and facebook yeah. um yeah. which is aka meta now but uh it's you know it is what it is like it's these are all experiences that have you know that have transitioned you to like what was the point like the last job that we see on your timeline was facebook before going to the uh, you know founding co-founding and the ceo of the host co like what was like why hospitality because there's nothing yeah you said you said it's it's digital right it's gone from media to digital media to digital but like what exactly like that transition you said oh it's really the same but on paper it doesn't look the same at all yeah so um my co-founder michael hubbard that i met at hgtv he left hgtv after many years uh with a designer named karen mcaloon who was on a ton of shows and they started a real estate company and their model was we're gonna find cheap houses lots of houses in distress Death Valley, Tahoe, Joshua Tree, et cetera. And they would flip them really fast. So their model was, because of course we've done this on TV, you know, for years and years. So the takeaway is we know how to flip them. They would furnish them and they would sell them as a ready to go vacation rental. So it's all furnished. The Wi-Fi is on. You already have a property manager when they sell it because they were also building up the property management company. So here are the keys. Do you want to rent it tomorrow? Right. There's no. Was it, was it their own property management company? Yes. So it's uh, time name that property management company on the on the podcast. Yeah. Times a real estate and property management. 
which uh, a lot of that now is high des property management. They they split those two up, the okay. real estate and the property management. But uh, this was at a time when they could get houses that were pretty distressed, right, and flip them really quickly. And uh, and they've been in New York Times, they've been in Dwell, they've been in I don't know a bunch of other magazines, right, and uh, House and all that stuff. Um, because they knew how to not only make them beautiful, just Instagram bait, right? Furnish them really beautifully with a HGTV designer, sell that at a premium. And then the next day they're making 25% because they're already the property manager and the Wi-Fi is on and the pool works, right? So, right. Um, and, and, and I'm sure it doesn't hurt to go ahead and this is, you know, to splash and stamp of the HGTV designer yeah. stamp approval. I mean, these are all like, like super like easy. I don't want to say easy. It's not easy to do that. I don't want to downplay like the yeah. work that goes behind it. But when you can go ahead and, and, and use brands like that that are well recognized, it does make it easier. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's certainly- Or the margins wider. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it made it very easier to sell these homes for a higher rate as well because you are getting that out of it. And Michael and I, beyond HGTV, have traveled the world together. We've gone to see the Dalai Lama. He's a, one of my best friends. Got to see the Dalai Lama in Nepal. We've gone to India. We've gone to South America. And we're just lifelong travelers, right? So there's, there's that element to it. But um, I bought a house from Michael, from his team, in owning that house. And I've, I've rented out my home in uh, Oakland. I've also done Airbnb in San Francisco. I did a lot of arbitrage, like right at the beginning of short-term rentals when I was like, just just give me a copy of your ID and that's all I need and I'm going to leave town for a month. Like, just... right. <laughs> There's movies written about that now. Oh, <laughs> or news headlines, um, actually. Yeah. yeah, or police headlines, more like it. Yeah. Um, so Michael and I have long been talking about um, the hospitality element of, hey, our guests check in. And then, especially in my house is in Joshua Tree, they um, crank up the AC and they throw open the windows and then they break a wine glass. Like they're lovely people, but it's a sunk cost after they check in, right? There's not only that part, everybody is going to ask for firewood at one in the morning when they're a little tipsy and they are in the middle of nowhere, right? Um, so just talking about the operational inefficiencies and Michael and I've been talking about this for years. And as I went further into... Uh, the digital world of building, building websites, building products, leading teams where my job was essentially to take a product um, and make it more human, right? So I worked for Google and I worked on some policy stuff of how do people, how do we make this seem like something humans actually want to use, right? Um, so I was really familiar in the digital space and he uh, was building up this very large property management and real estate company. And I said, you know, let's build something where we can um, offer on-site items for shopping to our guests and automate it. So no one has to be there. No one has to talk about it. No one has to think about it. So we built it. We built the first version for, I think, like $12,300 of the product. Right. Um, because I'm also not, a, I, I don't code. I mean, I understand the, the world well, but it was a jalopy. It was like car tires, chicken wire. You know, if you could think about that in terms of <laughs> We put it in seven houses and it had everything. It had the theft prevention. It had inventory management, right? It had a website where you could, your guests could see all the things that you offered. And then additional things like, obviously, um, you know, late checkout, early check-in, pool heating. If, uh, you know, my house, I, I do it anyway. But if you have a pool in the high desert, you, you're going to, you have to charge someone for that, right? Because it's freezing at night, right? The, we put it in seven houses, all houses that were either 
under his property management company and then a couple outside because we wanted to be, you know, some some variety of stuff. Right. In the first month that we had it, 40% of guests bought something. Insane. Yeah, insane. And over 90% of people clicked the link that said, hey, if you need anything, we have a store. Over 90%. So we're like, okay, we are, we're onto something. And we, you know, we looked around and been like, some people have done this before or there's kind of similar stuff, but not, there's nothing that's our vision of what this can be, right? Right, and, that, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about too. It's like yeah. you're you're entering a market that is I don't want to say saturated, but there's a decent amount of of offerings like of of this. And so you know we can get, when you get there, I want to definitely talk about what what's a different the differentiators are. Yeah, you know, like why is the host code different than you know this company and this company and this company? Obviously, all have clients. Obviously, yeah. all are doing okay in different levels of okay. But why why the host company co host co um, compared to, you know, these other options. So what we found now, um, we built it up. We launched last year to the public March, March of 22. So it's like 11, we're almost a year old now, right? When we started, we looked at other companies that were offering individual amenities. So, and a lot of them are great. I love them. So you have furniture. Oh, I love that furniture. I can buy it. You have uh, transportation, you know, bike, scooters, even cars in some instances. Uh, and, and shout out and shout out to Mount uh, Good Friends yeah. Cars. Um, you know, it's, you know, and Maddie, if that's who you're referencing, I'm assuming yeah. where, uh, you know, she's also on the uh, our uh, derailed podcast or that is so she's sponsored for them. So shout out to Maddie and Mount. I love them. And we are trying to figure out how to do a she and I were talking on a call about a partnership how we could do that. And there is some overlap, but there's a lot of not overlap too, which is a good thing. Right. And then, so in terms of amenities, here's just one single amenity, here's one single amenity, right? With the host co, as a property manager, you can offer items as soon as your guest books. So as soon as your guest books, send over a link. It's also a really important thing is that it's web-based. So it is simply a, it's almost like an eBay store, right? It can go anywhere. It can go in any tech stack, it can go on a screen. You can put it anywhere. Most people, you want to see it on your phone, right? And your guest doesn't have to download anything. That's another big part of it is that um, it's very fast. Like, hey, check out our store. Oh, I want that. I'm going to click a button. I'm going to Apple Pay. It's going to tell you where that item is. So in terms of differentiators, your host coast store can offer um, massage, chef, four hours of tiki bar, right? By your pool. So um, what we do is we enable property managers to add their own vendors. So if you're constantly recommending someone, if you're recommending like my buddy that does this thing, extra recycling pickup, obviously a mid stay clean, but same day laundry service, you can connect your own vendors and your guests can make a purchase and it will schedule that vendor. It will remind that vendor and it will pay out that vendor. Mm -hmm. So if you have an ecosystem of people you're already using, you can connect them pretty easily. It's kind of like uh, when you get a plane ticket and it says notify a third person. So from the very start of a trip, anything, we have property managers that have connected mobile tattoo artists to do like flash tats for your bachelor party, right? We have ones that have done uh, beer burrows that are donkeys that will walk around with satellites full of beer. Uh, we have people who've connected their beer. You told, I think in our previous conversation yeah. that we had, you told me about that. I'm like, that's interesting. That's <laughs> amazing. I love the ingenuity and creativity that that is coming through in this. Like that's 
that's the fun part, right? So, and then we see, so from, from there, the items that you can connect, the Hostco also recommends vendors in 43 cities. So we have partnerships with at least five vendors. And the, the 43 city is also like a radius from that city too. So right. we have everything from like sound healer to dog walker, we have mid-state clean to personal trainer to, um, we have, it'll probably be past, it's almost a Super Bowl, right? We have a suite of services. We have also limited time services. So at the Super Bowl, we have a service that is charcuterie board in the shape of the team logo, <laughs> Shit. Um, balloon arch in team colors, IV hydration for the day after the game. So you can offer all of these and extra recycling pickup, like shout out to Can Monkey, who I love. I don't know yep. if there's other people doing that, but. Um, no, I, I, think, there's, I think there's one, there's one more company we haven't had in mind yet. We're, we're huge fans of, of Can Monkey. Uh, yeah. It's one of our, one of our favorite episodes of, uh, of all of 2022. That was awesome. Yeah. Huge fans of Can Monkey. Shout out to them. So uh, those services, you can just connect to our services. You don't have any of your own. Or if you're like, I don't want to do any work. I just want to, I just want to uh, sign up with my email. It's like, great. Here's five services. You can share them right, right, right away. And we're always building that. So if you go to Laguna Beach, you're going to see the company that'll set up your beach chairs for you, right? Um, and you make money. You make 10% of every service. Um, and then you have, obviously, those alterations that you can add. So you have, I mean, if you have a PMS, it's probably going to do like late checkout, early check-in. Um, but we see things like access to unique spaces. We obviously see pool heating, um, things like that. And then obviously there's that point of sale. And that point of sale is a big differentiator because there aren't many other companies that do, um, hey, I'm going to stock stuff on, on site at my house and uh, let, my, let my guest purchase it. And how that works is that guest doesn't get the information about that product or where it's located until after they've made the purchase. Okay. And yeah. so maybe, maybe it's behind like a lock uh, with like a code and when they purchase, and I'm just, I'm just talking out loud, right? Yeah. Um, and when they go ahead and purchase it through the POS, through the host co, and they'll be like, great, you just purchased this. You're going to find this here under the stairs. And here's the, the code to unlock the, I don't know. Is that correct? Yeah. Everyone does it a little differently depending on the product. What we say is only, only have like four, three or four products. Don't, don't do any, it'll be like, uh, paralyzing otherwise. And right. also don't ever sell anybody a soda. Like just include anything that's under $20 in your, in the cost of your space. Give them a welcome basket, right? This is like phone charger, full size. The thing that people ask for all the time, right? I'm in the middle of nowhere. Oh, I, need, I ran out of golf balls and I'm in Scottsdale. I don't want to go to the store, right? Things that are going to be a real value add or an extra touch for your user or cool things too. Like uh, we've seen bachelorette parties where they have, they have like a box of colorful wigs for $100. Every bachelorette party is like, yes, I want to buy that, right? Right. And how that works is a lot of people will keep things just like in an out-of-the-way space because you shouldn't have a full, what a pain in the ass. It's a no BS podcast, right? So I can right. Yep. I, stocking stuff. Oh. It sounds like an awful idea. Have like three things that everybody want that you're going to make $100 on or $50 on, right, each time. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it's like, you know, extra beach towels because every single person takes yours to the beach and they leave them there and they forget them, right? That's another thing, you know, recouping your costs. The email, so let's say you buy something, you're like, oh, I forgot my phone charger. And I think we all know in short-term rental world, you can't ever give, you're never going to get it back. You can't loan someone a phone charger who's staying at your house, right? 
it's yeah. one of the like there's a handful of things that, that yeah. when you offer them these chargers and there's some different things you know that they just find them their way of like walking out of like you know and they, these are all things that you know property managers just you know that should take it in stride and be like you know oh well we lost another charger yeah. you know, and they should have been back up anyways but i love the idea that you're giving them the opportunity to go ahead and stock a few um, and have some phone chargers. And then they're like, oh shit, I, I, you know, or I lost it or whatnot and I need it. My phone's dead. And then they purchase it and at a higher price than they would purchase that you purchased it for. So you made up that money and you restocked it. <laughs> yeah. And your guest is stoked. So we see it's so cool. Every day, every morning I wake up and I look at our sales first thing and I can see what's selling. Um, I can't see the information of the person, right? But we need to just make sure that no one's selling anything nefarious as well, right? right. It's our service, but the creativity of what- There are some bachelor parties and bachelorette parties that you could probably sell some interesting things. Yes, you could. And they we just want to end that. up being like the Silk Road of like the kids. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> like the, the dark web and like all the other things that shouldn't be at bachelor parties are on there. Web. Like, I'm yeah. not, I hope I'm not giving someone an idea to like create this. on the That's the like, dark web version of the host co, you know, it's like the co, whatever, you know, anyway, but we see things like bathing suits, scarves, because again, people are in the middle of nowhere, even if they're not, even if they're two blocks from a Walgreens, right? They don't want to leave. So we do see grocery stocking for people who are more involved with their space. We see people cooking breakfast, but things that almost every day I'm like, huh, I never would have thought that, but how many times have I forgotten a bathing suit? Go to Costco and get like three sizes of women's bathing suits. Um, if you're in Tahoe, like extra scarf, extra socks, and uh, you can also automate those on on uh, Amazon. And we do inventory, like we'll ping you about inventory. Oh, so so you do do inventory management as well? Yeah. Yes. Okay, um, that's, a, that's, yeah. that's that's a differentiator too. Yeah. There's some are doing it, but not all. Yeah. Uh, so that's 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 dope. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, I think it's necessary because who again? W what we've learned is you. I mean, everybody. It's like how fast can I do this? Because time is money, right? So I'm just going to do what we also see is a lot of people just saying, I'm going to do your services at first. Oh, these services are making money. Oh, I'm going to add some of my own services. Oh, this is working too. Oh, I'm going to add a couple things at home, right? Is generally how, like you starting with the easiest thing. Right. Um, and then, I mean, we have people who are like unselling North Carolina shaped Christmas ornaments all year long, you know, like the funniest stuff. Um, and we, some people do use locking mechanisms. We now have, um, a partner and we are doing uh wi-fi cabinet locks which mm. is really cool we have a wait list for that but you can do a whole cabinet and it can open up different sections of that cabinet that's the really fun one and we're starting to see that in boutique hotels too is um very i can small see that for sure yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. yeah. so <clears throat> the main and then i'll and then i'll i'll wrap this up but the end of that is if you have a host coast store the average guest or the party looks at it five times during their stay. So they're looking at it from like, I booked all the way to, I, I an hour after I checked in, I realized what I forgot. Day three, like, oh yeah, I do want laundry. And also as a, as a property manager, we will position it as this value add, like, hey, if you need anything, do you want mid-stay laundry? You know, do you want, and we automate the messaging. So, right, right. Um, and then, you know, the night before, do you want extra time? Do you want to take a t-shirt with you, right? Things like that. And then, your guests are stoked, even if they're paying for it, especially if you have things that they really need before they 
have to ask for them. Firewood is another really good one. They're like in their in their review. They're like, oh, it was so cool. They actually had this for us. Yeah, you could see things like stuff for the grill. Uh, yeah, that being you know you know helpful. What, what's in a couple of questions I have? Um, I see that you know you don't need to be you know this this it's its own thing. You have your own POS, but I also see you have integrations with some some PMSs. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think I just saw that you you have an uh, an API with OwnerRes. Is that correct? That is so correct. Yeah. What what is an API with a property management software get you that you know just being its own doesn't get you? So that specific API, the main thing that it does is it creates all your stores for you. So um, it's funny because we when let's say you're like, oh, I've got ten properties in Tahoe right? It will pull in the name and the photo of your store into the host code. And it will say, great, do you want to bring in all your other properties? And it will make 10 stores for you, right? And it will also replicate all of the products in that store into all 10 stores. What we've found more recently though, which is fantastic. Um, the next step is in terms of sales and accounting, we haven't connected this part yet, but you certainly have a sales dashboard. You see what you're selling every day. You see what your remittance is. And then we have a CSV, so you can download that CSV. The next thing is just to import that into any accounting software should you need it. But that's a pretty easy, you know, take this take this Excel and put it here, right? right. But at the same time, if you can automate it through an API. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then you're doing you, or, you know, every day when you're going ahead and you're, you're pushing your charges through and you're doing your, your reconciliation to have that there and have it automated and, you know, it makes, makes tons of sense. Yeah, yeah, that's the... That's the thing, but we, most of it, you don't, it's just a web link. Right. Not to be, but it literally is like, here's my eBay store. I mean, basically it, it, you can put it anywhere and you don't need a lot of, you don't need a lot of connection because it's just a, it's a standalone thing unless you're scheduling, which um, some of that were, we don't need to do that now because most of it is a standalone thing. What we've seen lately is we've seen property managers not make a store per house because if you're not selling anything on site you can have a store per city so you can say this is the blah 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 store phoenix and you can use the same link for every single house right um, we have a mid-stay very large property management company that is using one store per city because all they're doing is saying here are all of our vendors right here's all of our services that means that that guest has to confirm their location when it gets closer to the time. But that communication is entirely between the vendor and the guest at that point. As a property manager, you're not doing anything. And all the vendors know, okay, confirm final location before you go. So that's another interesting element if you're not I love selling that. anything. Yeah. I, that's super smart. It's interesting though, because John, what it reminds me of is, you know, we were having like the DEI conversation about like how to like show guests and how to like there's always this conversation about like how to be welcoming to like all guests and make sure that guests have the things that they need without becoming a distribution center. And I, and my thought was like, oh, we'll put a vending machine on site and allow them to get silk hair wraps for African-American travelers or things that women travelers need that may not be in stock. Like, yeah, no, super, I mean, I think, super smart. I mean, because again, this is stuff that I had no idea, right, that uh, when when Ashley when ahead did that presentation, I had no idea that how, you know, a, a, a female African-American or traveling to a, a property or, you know, and, and goes into the shower 
and sees like the the squirt um squirt shampoo on that's stuck to the shower wall or the little mini container and it just doesn't work for that that hair and the head wrap for head wraps yeah i had no idea yes it's that's amazing i I was like that's a way that that's a way managers could actually expand on the inclusivity side things that are going to make guests and travelers feel welcome out I mean, yes, and I love the I love the 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 commerce part of it and the business side of it too. But there's it's interesting to see that it's also far reaching in terms of how managers can well, more inclusive environments through the use of that. And and it's not just you know it's also for you know all different inclusivities. Let's right. talk, you know you know let's talk about disabled. Like yeah. what what are some different things that you can offer to to yeah. those that are that are having issues with sure. mobility, or you know just to have even you know, ooh, I, I, I don't know. This, yeah, nah, yeah, that I, that was that that took me off the deep end. I was like, I was thinking about this. I was like, damn, this is like a digital. That's like a digital. You get what you want, like store vending machine. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. Any have have you talk, thought about this kind of stuff and like like how that could work? And and if not, we we should chat. <laughs> yeah, that's a really yes. What we always say, particularly to owners that we talk to, is. Your guests are probably asking the same questions every week. And if you have a property manager, and we'll say this property manager too, or that, you know, someone that's managing the team, not on the ground, you're probably not hearing the things that they're asking for that you can't provide because it's just becoming a no. Like, oh, no, sorry, we can't do that. Or, oh, no, sorry, we don't have that. I mean, that's like, you know, getting your guests, your guest avatar anyway. Like, who is your guest? What do they want? It just goes back to the very beginning of me saying, well, the guests, our guests are, I know what they're going to want because they're asking for the same thing every week, often like the same time of day, you know, and being able to provide that for them. That's part of good hospitality, but then expanding that like, oh, you know what they love or, you know what they'd like, or people often ask if they're in an area, they're like, oh, we're here for the Laguna Beach Arts Festival. We would love a, where can we get a packed picnic basket to take into the festival, right? Right. Well, let's 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 offer that before they ask. Or the beach thing, especially with mobility. Also, hey, can we give you or we have someone that does golf carts instead okay. of that person or that family spending three hours on Yelp trying to figure it out, right? right? Or or those or those wheelchairs that can go on the sand. Yes. Oh my God, those are so cool. Or the ones in the nat- I saw the na- ones in the national parks. Yeah. Yep. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I love this. You know, the taking this to the inclusivity side, you know, like it, it's and everything you're doing is amazing. And I, I love where you're going with it. I, I think it could even be there's so much that could be done. And and what's cool is you're putting this in the property managers and the owners and the host's hands, right? So you're allowing them to curate their, an experience that that is, you know, that in the box of property management software or the box of you know Airbnb or Verbo or however they're distributing their their you know or a direct website, you're giving them access to curate these experiences that that is outside the box. It's in your box, but it's outside of their box. Yeah. And now this is a really open, you know, so if someone wants to go ahead and add deep sea fishing or wants to go ahead and add all these different experiences that are or like a like a clam bake or something that's interesting that's different that you know the traveler might not think about 
but you did the, but the homeowner or property manager should know like this is what we do here yeah and this is what we should offer but the property management software isn't going to think about that necessarily because they're just a software and that i love how this all works together yeah you know one of our well a couple of our values in this as well are getting that money into that local economy i mean you have experiences from airbnb but the vendors that we pick, it's also, do they align with our values that are diversity? My co-founder's gay as well. So we're trying to get just more, just the vendors that we that we work with, do they align with us, right? They're not right. like some massive thing. Um, right. And moving that money into the local community is one. The other part of it is, so we're only in the US now. The intention as we grow is to get into other more rural areas in the world where, um, you know, you have a grandma who's like, oh, I can finally sell my grandkids handicrafts and this bottle of water and this beautiful sun hat and this tote bag that you need for your hike. And they can eclipse their nightly rate by like 3X because there's so much competition. Let's say you're like rural Brazil, right? $20 mm -hmm. a room, but I would spend 60 bucks on probably the stuff that's at the house, right? We do, we have seen our first user eclipse their nightly rate in the US with upsells. Yeah, what was it? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, so our top seller, this is our top seller. They're making over $2,000 a month in upsells. Yeah, I mean, some of that they're also giving out, they're providing that out to their end vendor, but they do sure. soaps and candles that they make. They're also, they don't live there, but they're very involved. Uh, massage, chef, uh, incense. So they have some stuff on site. They're very like curated, hippie kind of thing. Yep. It, and then uh, I think most of it is massage chef and then those three products and they're just over and over. And then sometimes they have linens as well uh, on site when people are like, oh, like very, I think they're linen-y linens. Um, if that <laughs> linen-y linens. I'm yeah, they're linen-y linens. Linen I, I know exactly what you meant too. Yeah. I, but no, I love the idea of being able to, you know, even you know, John and I are huge in this space of like, authentic hospitality and being able to, you know, a huge around community and being able to really add another layer, right. To, and in an important layer, right. Like as we're dealing with all these regulatory yeah. issues and other things around our industry and things that we, what better way to, you know, add a positive, uh, add something positive to the economy and add something positive to the communities that we're a part of as, giving them a, a way into, you know, actually profit literally and figuratively yeah. from associating themselves with our businesses and the right businesses and the right managers and, and the way this is supposed to be done. Now you're an asset to the community. You're involved in the community. There's yeah. no meaning in the community. And that's what we need more of in this space. We need a lot more of this space. And I, I, I hadn't even thought about that. Like I thought the idea was cool before, but I keep learning about the yes. layers that you keep adding. And like, John was talking about a differentiator. That's a huge differentiator. Like, you know, who's looking and say, not just saying, well, oh, how much shit can I buy off Amazon? Yes. And, you know, stock my store yeah. with versus someone that goes to, you know, Scottsdale or, or just goes somewhere in Arizona or goes to Sedona and gets like Native American art or local art from the community. Southern Central Oregon, right? Like, you know, you're getting something from the Washington Indians and you're actually bringing something to the economy um, and giving them the opportunity to participate in everything that they see going around them. So I love that idea. So I, I think that's awesome and can't wait to see how you expand that.
Thank you. Um, we have, this is a good, especially in an uncertain economy. So we have a property manager who told me that she connected her sister as a vendor. Her sister was like out of work or had a few different jobs as it, but she's a tin type photographer. So mm -hmm. she has one of those old cameras and it's her hobby, but she put her in her store. She manages like eight properties. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you want some old school, total LA hipster bait, right? But yep. you want some tin type photography and boom, now she has another revenue stream. Amazing. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, that, you know, not now, but in the future, right now you're just in the US, but you talked about, you know, potentially going global, but let's talk future. What's next for the Hosco? Um, I'm sure we're going to, we're going to be seeing you at upcoming uh, shows. You know, we're excited to work with you. You know, what, what exactly is next for the Hosco? So right now um, we have a model. So how we make money is another part of it, how we're a business, right? So right. it's free to start, free for anybody. We get a 7% commission on sales. Okay. Um, which, you know, you sell something that's $10, we get 70 cents. So not a lot. We add a convenience fee on the guest side that covers like the charges, the processing and all that, right? We have a model that is a zero commission model that is a subscription model that has a few bells and whistles. And we're, we have a wait list for that now. Um, it has uh, less of a logo from us. So you don't see, I mean, there's there's just an H, like you can't even tell, right? But it it further kind of melts into your system. So it just looks like it's part of your system. It has your logo at the top, et cetera. Uh, but zero commission, and that's, I think, nine bucks a month is what it is. But some people are like, I don't want to pay the 7%, which is a part of it. And then we also have a, an enterprise model, which includes the um, the Wi-Fi locks, which can be put on your West Elm sideboard that can be put on. I mean, we can recommend drawers as well, but that's more for the, um, the hotel lobby right. model as well. Um, but just further expanding into all of those different categories, um, you know, we started with that rental by owner, I have three, you know, I have three to five properties. And then that second model, that kind of pro model, and then enterprise and see how far that goes. We have a lot of really cool interest from different, uh, different companies too, that want to do uh, screens, right? I mean, screens are a hard one. You guys have probably talked about this a lot. It's like the screens in your pocket, you know, already, but um, exploring some of that and then moving probably next into Canada. And then uh, overseas from there. Love it. Yeah. I, one last question, because you came in, in. It's important for us. You know, we we love your story, and we want to know. One of the things we talked about in your background is you come from. It, it seems like you have a great idea and a great business mind, and your amazing story through this path. Uh, but did your roots? What did you learn from your roots from coming from parents that had a business and a, and, a, and a smaller business and a restaurant business and a people service business? How was that shaped? who you've become as a business leader in your idea and your mindset for the business and where you're taking your company? Well, I think, you know, what pr most people probably say is just hard work. Uh, you know, I, I would say tenacity is the thing because my, my mother is a chef. She had a restaurant and I worked in the restaurant from the, you know, I don't know, 10. I was like, I get that meat slicer when it was, I mean, child services should have been called on me at that point. But hey, or, to be fair, if your parents are, are a, a business owner, there's you can work very, very young. I mean, even if they're not, my mom pimped me out to do yard work, <laughs> meat, and yeah. all kind of stuff yeah. up until I got my first job flipping burgers at Burgerville. So there you go. Oh my gosh. 
the Burgerville show. Oh, oh that was my, my first job. And then I worked at Lloyd Cinemas for after that. That was the rest of the time. There you go. I had a boyfriend that worked selling Jankos in the, the Lloyd, like, Lloyd <laughs> yes. And yes, like, the totally stage. dating yourself and uh, we're all <laughs> comfortable. And I love it. I had a, a couple pair. I, yeah. I may or may not had a couple pair of Jankos. Um, I thought it was real cool. Okay. So um, I would say, you know, in the restaurant business and in a caring company, those are like 16 hour days. Yeah. And with building a business, now, for me, it's I want this to be a long term, durable, you know, not just like, oh, we tried it. It was great. And then it goes away. Right. How do you build? And a lot of that is one foot in front of the other one piece at a time. You know, we get so many cool opportunities and oh, my God, wouldn't it be cool? But, you know, chasing this, like just maintaining focus and just just working and the unglamorous part of I'm just going to work and then. You know, things you look back, you're like, look at what we built. But it's hard to see it in front of you because it's uh it's flat in front of you until you build it, right? Yeah. No, I and I think I think you're spot on, right? Because one of the things we talk about on this program all the time with all of the people that come here is there's no one size fits all formula for scale, right? Yeah. Look at the, you know, people get excited. There's so many ideas, but to execute on those ideas and to scale efficiently, we see every day in the business that we are in. People that get it right, people that are learning, people that get it wrong, people that, you know, it, scaling is hard. And how yeah. to do it appropriately is, I, I don't know if it's this, you know, this mix of like chance, opportunity and preparation, you know, a little bit of all of those things and timing. And But no, it's great to see what you're doing. And, you know, we are definitely a big fan and we'll want to have you back on the show at some point and, and follow up and see how you're, you know, expanding this universe even farther. Like, you know, John and I will nerd out be like, are you going to bring like Star Wars to this? The kids in Orlando, like order a lightsaber. Like, how does this work? The, uh, Uh, I was just going to say, this is awesome. This has been wonderful. And, uh, I can't, a a year from now talking about how, where, where it's gone. Right. Is, uh, is it for, and for your, and everything you guys are doing as well. Well, again, thanks so much. We're going to go ahead and leave a link for the host co um, in the show notes and on our website. Um, So if you guys want to learn more about Annie and what they're doing, um, please go ahead and and go ahead and click on the link. Like if, if you like our podcast at all, do us a huge solid. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify. Uh, give leave us a five star review. Leave a little quote, a little uh, little review. Don't just give the star. Actually, type something up. You know, give us give us, take two minutes and help us out. Uh, we appreciate it. And if you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button, like button, like, listen, uh, subscribe. We no, we really do appreciate you. And, and, and to all our listeners, and I don't know who watches our video on YouTube, but we are grateful like for five you. people. If you're we one of the agree. five people that watch the videos, we, we appreciate you as well. But no, we we do appreciate our audience out there. And this 90, uh, this 90th episode milestone, uh, it just feels like we're getting started. John and I are having so much fun, but we are so grateful for our community out there in the short-term rental space and others. We get a lot of others too uh, that just like our banter and, and love having amazing people like Annie on telling their story. So uh, yeah like us tell a friend and uh we appreciate all the love have a great thanks week. again annie thank you and before i you know what i'm gonna get i'm gonna get killed by my team we have a promo code i don't know if you guys um, you can, 
edit it out if you're if you're no, like no do it do it, what do you do it. we're with uh, it let's go so at thehost.co uh www.thehost.co um if you create a store and you add no bs in the promo code um you get 50 dollars back after your first sale in your account there yeah. you go. all right you heard it here no <laughs> no bs promo we'll code store up. thanks again annie thank you so much and congrats thank you This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.